Write down everything I feel like What I don't really ever want to feel like Anything at all Anything at all You call me when you're sipping You only came for weekends I hope I was wrong a message from our first official sponsor, Rapture Masks. They've given masks to police officers, doctors, celebrities, and everyday people. The feedback, it's the best mask to wear out there for comfortable all day and all week wear. Just wash, rinse, and repeat. To try it for yourself, follow and DM Rapture Masks, that's spelled W-R-A-P-T-U-R-E Masks, on Instagram and DM them for 25% off your first purchase. Seriously, you guys, this is a great mask. I wear this all the time and it is really great for long periods of time specifically and it's super comfortable, form-fitting to your face would highly recommend to everyone out there to get yourself a rapture mask. Hey, Kylie. Hey, Jen. What's up? <laughs> oh, God, not much. You know, it's just one of those weeks. We just having a time. Really? why are you laughing? We have a guest this week. She's really important. She's so important. Hello, I am Kaylee. I am Jennifer's <laughs> sister. You yeah, guys, this is my sister, Kaylee. Your voices are not entirely dissimilar, so I wonder if people are gonna have a hard time oh well we have to share this mic anyway so we can't really talk over each other okay that's good (laughs) so that's good i have to like pass it to kaylee i think my voice is slightly more nasally maybe (laughs) i don't know now am i you know what though honestly so me and my sister we have very similar voices one time my ex-boyfriend was talking to me on the phone so not a facetime right like a mobile call And my sister and I were talking over each other and kind of like arguing in person on the, on one end of the phone. And he was like, I can't tell you guys apart. And so then we tested him (laughs) and tried to to ask him who was who and he wouldn't answer the guess because he couldn't tell. That's so funny. Kylie, what were you up to this week? So this past weekend, I went and visited said sister and my mom in San Francisco and it was a good time. We went out to eat san francisco is actually like a huge hub for michelin michelin star restaurants so if you are a big foodie san francisco is definitely a spot it's so fun it was literally so fun and we you you love hiking i know a lot of our listeners like hiking and outdoor stuff there's like really beautiful hikes just outside san francisco we walk through muir woods which is um like a redwoods conservatory area so that That sounds so fun the pictures were so pretty literally it it was so it's so incredible the redwoods or if you ever see sequoias which are a totally different tree but these trees are so massive it really just puts in perspective how so cool small we are so yeah no it was a great weekend but this coming weekend is what i'm really excited for i am so excited i was just packing and i literally packed like 10 outfits um yeah no i cannot wait for this weekend i brought so many fun outfits um i pretty much just packed like everything fun that i have i'm so excited yeah and then i'm getting a spray tan i.e i'm spray tanning myself i'm gonna tint my eyebrows i got my nails done Ooh, you are um, fresh. I love Yeah, this. I actually got highlights, so I'm ready for LA. LA is not ready for you. Yeah, LA is not ready. I can't wait. I'm so excited. This is so fun. So 
Speaking of which, what kind of updates do you have going on? Well, so I, I've i just been packing. I have like so many boxes. It really is hard for me to pack because I get so bored, but I'm trying to do it. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm literally just packing. And then my sister Kaylee is home visiting from school. She has more fun updates than I do. Um, she's home this week for a bunch of appointments. I feel like that kind of goes along with like our first episode remember or no not our first one slash also our second one where we talked about plastic surgery and appointments and such okay so kaylee's my sister kaylee is 21 almost 22 she is in college during the corona time and kaylee is home for some really fun appointments kaylee would you like to introduce yourself slash give your update yes hello i'm kaylee um like jennifer said i have a bit of transformative week ahead for me i guess i just decided to come home to just like do all the shit that i've like always wanted to do first thing i have going on is tomorrow well tomorrow i'm getting up to vote and then after voting, I'm going we to love get lip that. fillers. We love, we love, we love both of those things, first yes. of all. Voting lip fillers. and lip fillers. And voting. There's like nothing more 2020 than that. <laughs> True. Yes. And then the day after my lip fillers, I'm getting another injection of sorts. I am actually <laughs> undergoing a ketamine transfusion for my bipolar disorder slash anxiety. I wait, wait, wait. <laughs> so sorry. Can you explain a little more what that therapy is? Yes. So ketamine is for people who have just treatment resistant disor- disorders. That can be everything from mood disorders to like depression. It's really big for anxiety disorders people with chronic pain they give ketamine to cancer patients i believe like after chemo or or something like that my friend who's a nurse was telling me this yeah so for anybody who doesn't know it's a horse tranquilizer technically but it's also classified as a psychedelic and psychedelics just have like always been known for like kind of like depression relief they kind of rewire your brain and then in the past 10 years there's been a huge push to kind of bring those things back so a lot of psychedelics psychiatrists and doctors have been doing a lot of research on this and for people who just like don't respond to medication and I am on medication but it only works so much um I would say it works pretty well but I would say like for the most part I'm not really like you know fulfilled with how effective it is and I've been on a medication regime for about like seven years now so my psych I've actually had this recommended to me by like two psychiatrists but it always just kind of freaked me out but I finally decided to like take the plunge I got approved for it it's kind of like a program you go in for like six transfusions over the course of three weeks what's a transfusion so a transfusion, there's like multiple way to like multiple ways to take ketamine. You can take it through a pill or a nasal spray. The one I'm doing is basically they hook you up to an IV and they dispense the medicine through that and there's someone monitoring you the entire time. I think the process is like an hour. Don't they like watch you trip? Yeah. So they literally tell you they're like make a calm playlist, like bring your headphones, like you'll have like two people monitoring you. 
and you basically just like sit back and relax and you trip and then I think they increase the dose every time so it gets like stronger and stronger so I've never done psychedelics or like well, anything congratulations like <laughs> I know I'm very excited yeah yeah so honestly we might have to have like a, a follow-up to this or something or I'll just report back how the ketamine goes this is kind right. of a big deal like people don't normally do like take so, ketamine so actually so I feel like ketamine is such a running joke I've heard so many people joke about taking ketamine for recreational purposes not as any kind of therapy but I have a friend and their close friends are doctors and medical professionals Mm -hmm. and these people use ketamine for recreational purposes really trip at parties and have fun and doctors do these doc medical doctors and they swear by its effects they think it's a perfectly not only i mean the way they they know how to administer the drugs right so they know they're being safe they know they're not going to overdose but also they swear by its effects that it has on you know their mental health and their well-being yeah it's pretty cool because like for ketamine like you can kind of track how it like reacts in your brain which is like you can't really say that for a lot of medications for a lot of these medications except especially for bipolar disorder they don't really like know how it works they just know it works so they can kind of like track how it reacts to your body and it has like an 80% success rate which is amazing for anybody who knows anything about mental health I want to say we don't like endorse ketamine use Kaylee got approved for it by a doctor FYI and I've been like um I'm under the care I've been under the care of like a doctor for like 10 years now and I have like a weekly therapist so this is like a very like thought out thing it's not like I want ketamine so I'm gonna go to this clinic I mean, I will say this. So I think my, and I told Jen this, my friend who is friends with these medical professionals, these medical professionals think that the legalization of recreational drug use will, obviously it's going marijuana is first. Next will be psilocybin, which is the active psychoactive in mushrooms. And then the the next one they think after that, that will be legalized for recreational use is ketamine. Yeah. So I think mushrooms are legal in Colorado now. They are. So this is super exciting (laughs) (laughs) for some of us who like mushrooms. I am interested in this as well, but um, (laughs) if I don't worry, I'm not. You guys, don't worry. So you you can be the babysitter. Yeah, I can be the babysitter. Kylie and Kaylee can can report back how it goes for them. I I can babysit. So what I will say, like to Kaylee's point, as far as what ketamine does, where it helps rewire certain paths in your brain, this is what a lot of psychedelics do. A lot of times children's brains are, kids are a little bit all over the place. They don't make a lot of sense a lot of times. It's because their brain are is firing all over the place and a lot of these connections haven't been solidified. So they'll say things that are nonsensical. But when you're on psychedelics, your adult brain starts to fire in similar ways So ways this can combat mental health is this rewiring of certain pathways. You know, maybe it's going to reignite certain things that might trigger you, your brain to literally think differently, which can then have hopefully a therapeutic effect. That is really super important to know because a lot of people have this idea of medication being like a cure. And that's never what like medication or any sort of treatment is about. Like, 
it's really about giving people the relief they need so that they have like this free space in their mind that they can like make the right choices and be doing productive things. And then that will help you get better over time. It's more of like a life jacket to keep your head above the water so that you can like swim to shore. It's not, you know, this like cure-all. What and, a like, great metaphor. Yeah, wow, Kaylee, that was beautiful. That's kind of the attitude that I try to keep about it. I'm not expecting this to... Obviously, I have like high hopes, but I just, you know, I'm at a point in my life where like I feel like I need that extra push and what I'm doing right now, although it helps, it's just not really as effective as it was like when I was like in high school or something. Well, we hope that it goes well for you. We will report back with updates. So excited. So excited. Um, Psychedelic. Yes. Um, We wanted to bring Kaylee on. This was her title for the topic i said kaylee what do you want to talk about and she said transition from ugly girl to hot girl (laughs) is how she put it can you elaborate a little bit kaylee what What do we mean by first what do we mean by ugly because we need them to like have a picture in their head of what we're talking about and we're not being mean we're being funny okay but you have to like understand Mm -hmm. kaylee was objectively not feeling her best for a while so to say tell tell them what you mean by like starting out as quote ugly yeah so in high school I obviously really struggled with my mental health and that in turn made me really struggle with like my physical health I had a horrendous high school experience I was in high school for five years first of all I transferred I went to four high schools my mind and body just changed so much I went from this like really outgoing person to somebody who like couldn't speak at all I had no friends I was so depressed and I developed binge eating disorder to kind of like cope with that because I literally had no social life so every single Friday I would literally order like an extra large pizza from Domino's and like 16 like parmesan bites and like I just like binge ate like throughout the entire day Kaylee isn't when you knew you had to change the Domino's pizza guy came came to (laughs) deliver a pizza and my mom goes Kaylee you have a visitor and Kaylee you tell it yeah so my mom didn't know that I did this because I was supposed to be with my dad's when I was like doing this and my mom would go away from the weekend so this was like my entire weekend and what happened was I was in upstairs one day and my mom was like Kaylee like you have a visitor here I was shocked because I didn't have any friends so I was like who who could it possibly be and I came down and it was the Domino's pizza delivery guy who now knows my name and like is like oh like I love Kalia and I was like oh my god so she was like how does he know who you are and I was like and I was like very secret about this I would like just I would literally throw like the pizza box in like our neighbor's like garbage can like nobody knew about this and like I would eat it in like probably under like 10 minutes I should have had a I should have had a mukbang channel or something. It was like crazy. I, but I ended up, I was always like a little bit overweight, but like by 10 pounds and I'm 5'1". I ended up almost at like 200 pounds. Yeah. At the same time, I, my hair started falling out. I lost like three fourths of my hair. That was because of a medication I was on. Um, I had never had acne before. I got acne. Kaylee also hates the sun, buys the sun. She was never outside so she just was like translucent white i also at this time this this sounds crazy but (laughs) 
So uh, I had two teeth growing on the roof of my mouth. My canines had never come in during childhood. (laughs) Oh, I mean, it was like my, I called them like my shark teeth. They were in the middle of my mouth and it was just like my two teeth. So they had to pull a few of my teeth and then put a chain in my mouth and pull my teeth forward for two years. This, it, took two years for them to come forward and so kaylee also had missing teeth in her mouth oh goodness oh and And wait wait and and you bleached your hair (laughs) like like bleached it bleached it like like machine gun kelly yellow oh and a reminder it was all falling out (laughs) so it was all falling out so when i say ugly i don't mean like i had like non-eurocentric features or anything like that it was like i my body was like falling apart it was like a balloon with like no hair and obviously Um, based on the things you've described like you know eating disorders and uh, medications and things like that like this is just is also like a physical representation of your mental health I'm sure. yeah this is like traumatizing and oh my goodness this is so embarrassing but at one point this was like an anxiety response to but it was into because i had heartburn all the time because i was like 200 pounds at 5'1 they actually thought i was like having a heart attack in the hospital once <laughs> This was when I was hospitalized for my bipolar disorder, so they had to do an EKG because they thought I was having a heart attack. Wait, why? Because I was in so much pain and like- this is horrible. I know, yeah. This is so horrible. So I was like, just kind of like, I say ugly girl in the sense that like I did not take care of myself and you could you could tell I did not take care of myself and you could also tell I did not like myself I'm I was that person you could look at and you just knew I was insecure and I was not well and it affected a lot of things like I had more friends than anyone in middle school and then like by junior year I literally had I want to say I did have like two really good friends but I had no like friends directly in school I would go like months without seeing another person my age and I couldn't talk I was that's how anxious I was I literally don't think I talked for like a year and a half like in school so I was yeah I was kind of an ugly girl and then I hate to like like compare this to myself but I feel like this was hard for Kaylee because like me in high school I was like really confident and had like really good friends like I'm still friends with all my high school friends like I love them you know a lot of my high school friends yeah they're genuinely like nice nice people like I wasn't like cool in high school was like well liked and had the nicest friends I was on like varsity cheerleading all four years cheerleading captain I was in like the honor society there was this like special group where like the it wasn't even the smartest kids it was like the most like like the best representations of the high school get invited to be in this group and then we were special events where we have to like talk to parents and like talk to donors and like do stuff like that and like I was in that and it was only like a couple kids per grade and then like I don't know Kaylee had good grades but like so did I so basically like I I had a really good high school experience and then like three years later Kaylee started and that was her experience and it was like really sad and I, I felt I don't know it was just like a really it's like a 
scene out of a movie almost. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny because like Jennifer and I, the first high school I went to, it was the same one as Jennifer. So she was there for my senior year and my freshman year was actually great. Like again, like I was super confident and outgoing in middle school, had tons of friends. Um, so freshman year was great. But when like my bipolar disorder kind of like manifested itself, that's when it all kind of fell apart. Because Would I didn't you mind know. explaining a little bit about what bipolar disorder is for yes. those of us who may not know exactly. Yeah, so I can explain obviously just like through like my own lens. So the type I have, I'm type two bipolar disorder, which just means that my um, the episodes I go through are mostly depressive. So I don't get mania. I might get hypomania, but it's like completely different. So it's basically like a cyclical like mood disorder. Um, you go through, they call it like in my psych classes, they call it stable instability it's super predictable but it's super awful basically um like four times a year i'll go through like two weeks of like horrible depression and two weeks is on like the shorter and that's when like my medication is working well like my therapy is helping me but if you're going through bad treatment or like untreated things um it some episodes can last like six months and then some people go through like rapid cycling so you can like get it like every few days but mostly for me it's really just depression really terrible depression and it's pretty unique in the sense like it's not like regular depression which is like 50% environmental and then like 50% like chemical or like a mix between that it's pretty much all chemical so I could like everything in my life could be going well like everything I could be on top of the world and I can still get depressed and it's incurable and chronic obviously treatment helps but it's something that I'll have like my whole life so I'm constantly monitoring it and I'm like pretty fanatic about my mental health. So it's just constant work every day to like make sure when I do have depressive episodes, I'm like limiting the time I spend in depression. And then also like limiting like the more like severe effects of that, making sure I'm keeping track of like my thoughts, which can be like suicidal or just like racing thoughts, um, making sure I'm like going out and basically doing like productive self-care, which is not the way like we think of it now in like mainstream society I don't mean like self-care like having a glass of wine every night I mean going to class when it's the last thing like I want to do so self-care like that like literally taking care of yourself but okay one thing I want to say just from like an outside perspective I feel like people use bipolar to say like oh she's so crazy or so moody are bipolar disorder people like really first of all it's really easy to like not easy but you can track when a bad mm-hmm. episode is coming so you can actually track it so you can like yeah. know that it's coming and it's long term so it's not like you're like happy one second and then sad the next it's like a long term mood right yes so the way i describe to people is it's about mood and not emotion so emotionally it's not like i'm angry and then i'm happy and then whatever it's literally mood is like the filter that you kind of like see the world through so for me it's like I still experience like happiness and I like my personality is consistent. Um, I still feel all the same things, except it's it almost just feels like there's a weight on me. I kind of 
of see the world through kind of like a gray lens. There's a lot of like fatigue. So it doesn't really have anything to do with emotions. It really depends on how like your depression manifests itself. So some people in depression are really emotional. And then some people with depression are really numb. And I'm somebody who has the kind of numb effect. So I would say like I'm less emotional when I go through an episode. Okay, so we've got bipolar disorder covered. (laughs) Okay, so once you started treating that, then what happened? So it's really interesting. So recovery kind of makes everything worse at the start. And, you know, you're on these medications that like affect your body a lot. We can always have Kaylee on to like talk about recovery type things another time separately because Kaylee has a lot to say about. I just want to like emphasize that, you know, it's not necessarily like you get better and like everything gets better. It's like sometimes you get better and like other aspects of your life get worse. And that was kind of the case for me. Obviously, my body was kind of deteriorating like anyways. But once I started like being on medication and really trying to like change my ways, I kind of like gave up on my physical health because I was so obsessed with my mental health and that's when you know like my hair started falling out I gained weight and like a lot of those were like half environmental and then like half like kind of like chemical changes I started getting like it was a kind of interesting like once I got less depressed I started getting more anxious so that's where kind of like the self-confidence came in so yeah it was like a good three years of just kind of my body in downfall I ended up the last school I ever went to was was Resurrection College Prep, which was an all-girls Catholic high school. Being around all-girls was like a game changer for me because I didn't really have to worry first of all, about, like, the way, like, I thought boys thought about me. And then the other thing is, like, the girls in my school were super confident and super loud. And nobody, like, tried at all. Like, people, like, didn't shave for months. Like, everyone looked up, like, showed up looking homeless. So I could kind of just, like, be depressed and, like, ugly in peace at this school. And then finally, like, when I started, like, making more friends, I just decided, like, I was sick of it. And I talked to my mom about getting a personal trainer which was the start of it all I literally just told myself that I was gonna be a hot girl I told myself that you know high school sucked but literally every day I would look in the mirror I'm like be like you you are a hot girl uh you're gonna be in a hot girl sorority when you go to college I literally like chose my college because like I was like that's just what's gonna be best for my social life It took me a long time to realize that like the weight loss thing didn't come from working out, it came from food. So I changed my diet completely, um, obviously making sure it was like really healthy. I just like only ate whole foods, like ate every three hours, low carb, high protein, uh, just like cut out like Diet Coke and all that stuff. Our family's like really obsessed with Diet Coke for some reason. And so how did you get out of that kind of the binge eating disorder, that weekend stuff? It was really hard. I would say that you don't really get over like an eating disorder. So I still have like binging tendencies, but the trick is to like make the choices during the planning period. So meal prepping was huge because then like if I wanted to binge, I would just have like containers of like carrots or something like that that I could binge on. Um, So that would be my biggest advice is like make all your choices during the planning stage and then like worry about the kind of like binging tendencies like later because they're going to happen anyway, but you can just like kind of like control it. But it was 
really hard. Um, your body like really resisted. Felt like starving all the time. Like I and like I wasn't actually hungry, but like my body was just like not used to it. So it really was just like doing the opposite of what I would want to do. And that's what I had learned in therapy all those years is like self care is often just like not doing what your urges are so it takes like a lot of self-control that I had like learned for years so when did the weight loss start and then when did it end and like what did you what what did you start at and then what did you end at yeah so when I started my weight loss I was almost at 200 I want to say it was like like 195 or something I'm currently 125 and that is incredible Congratulations. Yeah. It, the first 50 pounds took me eight months, I would say. And then actually the last- That's like actually pretty quick though. It is. And then like the, the last like 10 or 15, I literally just like stretched out over two years, I think. I actually just achieved my goal of like 125, which I decided was like healthiest for my height. And that's another thing you have to do is like really like do like your health like regimen based on your body. Well, congratulations. Yes. And the hair loss, honestly, there's really nothing I could do about it. My dermatologist was like, he's like, it's just a cycle. He's going to, it's going to grow back. And for a long time, yeah, Dr. Benin, our amazing dermatologist, he's a genius. And he was a psychiatrist before he was a dermatologist. So he really understood me from like a mental health perspective. And honestly, like it's all about what's on the inside. However, you have to have a lot of external validation. Um, You know, I feel like beauty in any sense is sort of a construct. So I really encourage people to think about the type of person they want to be. Like, what clothes would you wear? Like, how would you wear your hair? Do you have piercings? Do you have tattoos? And so whenever I would reach like a huge milestone, I would go out and do one of those things. I would either buy an outfit that I like knew I wanted to wear or I would get a piercing, or I would get a tattoo. So really like positively like rewarding yourself and making sure those rewards are based on your future self that you're working towards. So that was like a really big thing for me. And then Kaylee pretty much like found her new hot girl self like right before we went to college, (laughs) like immediately before she went to school. Like, I was having panic attacks Kaylee's senior year over her going to the same school as me. But then, like, for somehow, like, a week before college started, Kaylee was feeling good. Yeah, I don't really know what it was. I just decided, I was like, okay, when I get to college, I'm going to get in a relationship. I'm going to join a hot girl sorority. And I'm just going to be a hot girl all the time. And I'm going to look good every single day. And I'm going to be this, like, blonde bitch with tattoos who's equal parts, like, cool girl and sorority girl. And, like, that's just the mindset I had all the time. And, yeah, I was just, like, I had really become, like, confident. Like, uh, one of my secrets was that I would compliment every single person I saw in my head. Like, every single person I saw, I would try to find something, like, positive I liked about them. And so (laughs) – 
like once you um you kind of start seeing like the beauty in others like you really it kind of like rewires your brain to see yourself as that way as well and I also do this other psychological trick where I pretend in my head that every person I meet once I walk away from them they like compliment me to somebody else like wow she's so cool which probably isn't happening but you know it's just like that mentality right but you know what I think a lot of people actually think on the inside is that when they meet people and then they walk away people are focusing on their flaws which also people aren't doing either so I and I would try to do that as well because like I felt like you know we kind of assume what we do to other people people are doing to us so if you're always complimenting people and you're focusing on the good you're also going to assume that people are doing that to you as well and it also sounds like you're bringing such positive energy and like with all these compliments that if you put positive energy out there you're also going to attract that to yourself wait I just want to plug Kaylee should start her own podcast (laughs) Kaylee's got some good content to work with no she should just be on ours that's fine (laughs) I also want to say that the first step to being positive is to be neutral. You know, you don't go from like self-hatred to like self-positivity. You really have to have like a really neutral view of your body. Just tell yourself like, you know, like I have that lump in my stomach because that's where my stomach is and it's bloated right now. You know, like I'm feeling this way just because like, you know, I have bipolar disorder and that's just what it is. So if you look at things like really objectively, you can kind of neutralize your mindset and And then once it's like you've neutralized your mindset, you can start building it up to be more positive. So it's not like an on and off switch. I really advocate before you try body positivity to try body neutrality. I've never heard of that. That's I've never heard of that either. I think, but this kind of it all is back to this theory and like this practice that you've done, which is like gradual. You're able to take manageable steps. Like for example, right. with weight loss and stuff, like losing, obviously losing at first a very incredible amount of weight over six months, but that was still like a healthy pace and stretched over a long period of time. You were not yeah. like using unhealthy methods. Mm-hmm. It was really just like one pound a week really was what it was. And like and even- kept it off for like- how many years now? Like almost three years now. Wow. So this mm-hmm. is like after about after this amount of time, it's like as long as you maintain your lifestyle. Yeah. And even if you slip back, so like once you go through a weight loss and you keep it off for six months, um, your set weight actually changes. Like your body has an internal weight it wants to hold on to. And that's why it's really hard to lose at first because your body literally resists it for survival reasons. They think like, no, you have to be 200 pounds because that's what we've been surviving on. But once you change it, it will like your body can't like fight it for a long time. So it might, you might not lose weight for a long time. And then once you do, if you keep it off for six months, uh, your body will change your set weight. So for me, I go through weeks of binging, like literally worse than what I had before. And I might put on like three pounds, but since my set weight changes, I really never like stray from it. So I think that's like a really good motivation that you can reach a point where, you know, it's you don't have to be so like obsessive about it anymore. You can like kind of just like relax and know that like, well, my body like this now and I don't have to worry about it like straying too far away as long as you always like get back on track and I think that like you also brought up a really good point too which is like sometimes you might fall back into certain patterns and and um you know like disordered eating is not a 
fixed a fixable thing and mm-hmm. it's okay to not like beat yourself up like it's okay sometimes it happens yes for sure and there's a lot of like obviously my transformation has been positive but it's like there's also a lot of like discouraging things about it your body just like from going from that size to like that um small there's just like certain parts of like my body that just sag i actually had a breast lift and implants done over the summer because like my boobs were literally down to like my belly button like they were literally pancakes it was horrendous basically like Kaylee's the least shallow out of all the four sisters so it's funny that she's the one that got the boob job done and also like my mom is super not that people who get boob jobs are shallow but you know what I mean uh excuse you Jennifer <laughs> also like I my- am very shallow thank you very much <laughs> also I feel like our mom is just really like she's not really girly or like into like plastic surgery type things like you know what I mean my mom is just really like she is she is not no no she's not and like my mom went with Kaylee to her first appointment and like when the doctor and my mom saw Kaylee's boobs they were like yep yep we see why she needs this yeah the first thing my mom said my mom's had four kids by the way and she goes wow they look like mine I was like all right oh my goodness I'm getting it and I had this like uh I had this surgery scheduled for two years I paid for it myself also wait can I just say Kylie and Kaylee went to the same surgeon, which is just lovely. We love that. Yes. Boom sponsored by Dr. Epstein. Maybe I wish. Could, maybe we're he could giving, sponsor. <laughs> giving free, free cred to Dr. Yeah, Dr. Epstein in Northbrook. Can I feel like this is a question we're going to get. Can we talk about the cost or no? So mine, because it was two procedures in one, it was a lot more expensive. Mine was $14,600, which is why I didn't, I had scheduled it when I was 19 when they told me it would like be like it was twice as much as I thought it was because it's usually like eight thousand and that includes like everything like anesthesia like aftercare everything and they're like well you, we think you should get implants because like you just have such like a loss of like volume in your boobs that like us like bringing it up because I was really originally just gonna get the breast lift like us just like moving them upwards like they're gonna be up but they're still gonna look like that um so I was like oh well that would be a waste of money so I was like yes I need the implants um and so I scheduled the surgery for like two years in advance and like saved the money to get it so yeah mine was like very expensive but you kind of get what you pay for and then our dad died and then we could pay for it (laughs) yeah exactly so it's funny because like I had saved all this money and then my dad died and I was like well I'm gonna use this life insurance money dad so now I just use the money I saved to get like spray tans and like tattoos and stuff like that (laughs) I don't know if that's like a sin in the catholic church to get a job (laughs) with your dad's life insurance money but I, I don't know I don't know I also want to say, so Kaylee, very similar to myself, is also actually very financially savvy despite our joking about spray tans and boob jobs with money. Don't worry. She's not blowing all of this on cosmetic procedures. This is like, I'm using the money right now that I was going to use to get the boob job, um, but I am, we are very money conscious. Yeah, so. Kaylee, and I are, Kaylee and I actually have like 
<laughs> we have some money anxiety, actually. Yeah. Well, I'm glad. I mean, but yeah, so it's, again, it's an expensive surgery, and you should not scrimp on it, but also don't put this as your primary expense over, like, rent and food. and <laughs> Right, exactly. You should never get something that you can't do. Like, I think the rule is, like, if you can't afford it twice, then don't, like, get it at all. I like that rule. That's a good rule. And that's that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money to it's be a lot. Able- the other thing I want to say is, like, sometimes when I tell people Kaylee got a boob job, and Kaylee's very fine with people talking about it and me telling people and stuff, sometimes when I tell people, they're kind of, like, surprised, especially if they know Kaylee. Nobody needs a boob job, but if somebody were to need a boob job, it would be – it would have been Kaylee. I mean, and you deserved one, too. Yeah. I mean – the doctor had, like, told me it was, like, one of the worst they had ever seen. Like, and I was, like, 19. So it was very – it was really bad. And I was, like, a – yeah, now – I the other thing he said to me, he looked at them. He's, like, yeah, this is what I call successful weight loss. We love I that. Mean, and you have to think about, like, my body, like, literally. Like, I was a big girl. I had big boobs. And then, like, you know, when you lose weight, you can't, like, control where you lose the fat. So the skin – it was really, like, the skin was still there, but all the fat in my boobs had gone. So it was, like, literally flesh hanging off of me. So it was, like, practically, like – oh, my God. I don't know. Like, <laughs> it was it was bad. And the other thing, it felt kind of like, well, I had just, like, done – all of this work and I'm still not confident to like wear like like a crop top or something which I still did because again like I still wanted to like feed into that like self-construct that you go back to but yeah it was more like I have this new body and I want to like do the things that I had like worked so hard for so it really felt like the kind of like final step in that process but yeah I mean I'm like it is super superficial. Like, yeah, I want, like, big boobs. I'm planning on getting, like, nipple piercings at some point. Like, I, I want to, like, look hot, you know, in my 20s. Well, I also think that, too, it's also okay to want to be feminine and, like, mm-hmm. want to feel feminine. Like, for me, obviously, I didn't go through extreme weight loss, but I had – like the flattest chest, like flat as a board. I used to compare myself to like a child, like a 12 year old boy. So I understand what it's like to want to feel like it's not vain to want to feel like a woman. I just want to say also like, since I've seen, I would like to say thousands, maybe like, no, probably thousands. Cause I used to spray tan <laughs> at school. I've seen like a lot of boobs. I do just want to say for anybody listening, most boobs are ugly not to like downplay yours or yours because like kylie like yours they were really flat kaylee's were really bad i just want to say really quickly for the most part people don't have the best boobs there's only a few i've seen and i can literally remember the people off the top of my head that had like nice boobs but also like I could literally understand why like anyone would want a boob job but especially like if you have no boobs like how are you supposed to like feel yeah you just like feel like you never grew up you feel yeah like, you know like they're supposed to like come and they didn't and then also it's just like yeah it's it is like a feminine thing and then like with Kaylee's being like so saggy <laughs> Sorry. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so understandable. Like, people who think getting a boob job is shallow, it's like, okay, yeah, it is shallow. But at the same time, that is literally like one of the things that make people, like, make girls different than guys. And like, if you don't have them, that can really affect your self esteem. Or if you have really, really bad ones. (laughs) So, and also, like, again, we're not judging any type of surgery or anything, but the, 
like the difference between like breast, like augmentation, lift, all that kind of stuff. No amount of exercise, no mm-hmm. amount of like personal work is going to change what that looks like as opposed to for example people who get like the silicone like abs or like a brazilian butt lift like right you can exercise and change those features a little bit and again i'm not judging anyone who gets any kind of surgery but as far as breast augmentation goes like there's literally nothing you can do yeah yeah and i really feel like the best surgeons will really encourage you to be more conservative which is what dr epstein does like i if you go to a plastic like surgeon who will just do anything you like tell them to do that is not a good person to see they like i at the appointment actually my mom was with me and my mom has this like a really huge scar on her knee that she's self-conscious about and she had him look at it and she was like, what do you think I should have done about it? I'm really self-conscious about it. And he said, honestly, nothing. And she was like, really? And he was like, yep, I wouldn't do anything. He was like, does it really affect you that much? And she was like, no. Um, and he was like, yeah, like I wouldn't do anything about it. Like save your money. Like it's not that bad. And that's when I knew like I wanted him to be my surgeon because he could have, yeah, he did tell me to wait. And he actually encouraged me not to get like the implants in the same surgery um because like there's just like a little more like complications and he was like you know like honestly like we can make them really like look really good without it it was something that he like recommended but he was like if you don't want to and you like want like don't want to spend that amount of money like we can absolutely like spend more time like making them symmetrical but I just decided to have them anyway just because like I didn't want to like do it and then like afterwards like not be like fully happy about it but I mean he really like was very conservative like very pragmatic about everything and like very honest about you know like what I should expect like from this so yeah you really don't want like a person who's just like gonna be down for everything like they also want to make sure that you know you don't have like an underlying like mental health condition like body dysmorphia that might make you just like see your body in a way that it's not so um you should have a surgeon that's really mindful of that and that was really important to me and I'm sure that was important to you Kylie as well Of course. Of course. And I do have another question for you. What kind of tips, this is slightly unrelated, but what kind of tips would you give to girls like if they want to become a hot girl? Okay. So my best advice I could give is to create an alter ego in your head. And whenever you make, you want to do something, ask yourself what your alter ego would do. And if they would do it, you should definitely do that. I, this works with everything. Like even in like relationships, I'm like, should I send that risky text? And I'm like, would my alter ego do that? I'm like, yes, she would. So, and then you send it. (laughs) It really just changes everything. And like, just think about yourself as like a whole person. And again, that one of my beauty idols is Dita Von Teese. And she advocates for like glamour over like beauty which is like beauty we kind of think is like more of like an inherent trait and she said like beauty is not really inherent it is something that you construct about yourself really try to think about like that like person you want to become and like a hot girl is not just like you know like a sorority girl or like a model like it can really like be anything that you think is like desirable but yeah I would say like make sure you're just like not finding it in like shallow places I really like 
this whole the whole time I was like kind of like going through my transformation like I did not like date at all because I just knew like I was not ready for that and I was not like mentally healthy to be in that because for me like dating at the time meant like validation about my physical appearance so really kind of like waiting on things that you know like could kind of affect you in like a negative way makes sense and how is your dating life now it is good um yeah I am kind of Kaylee's a player I am a player I hate to say it I not a player again I'm like I'm a very healthy partner but Kaylee has the top athlete at our school (laughs) top basketball player at our school DMing her for her snap and she's like rejecting him she's like I don't have a snap she's definitely your sister I think with yeah, boys right? like this like I'm like obviously like I'm not like objectively like the hottest person ever but it really is like a mindset uh I think you talked about in your podcast that like book like men love bitches and it, it is true and like I would say like bitchiness is more just like assertiveness and just like portraying yourself as like really hot and so you know yeah I would say like play the field as like much as you can like I'm pretty much on like every dating app I have like again this is gonna make me sound like so so superficial but it's really not like I try to like be actively like talking to six people and at least like going out on dates with three of those people and set really strict boundaries if you if like nothing's going anywhere after two months like I stop talking to that person also Kaylee asks a lot of these guys out she literally is the one that makes the move we also love that that is such an underrated move by women women should be doing a lot of the asking out yes I've never actually been asked on a date I've asked out every Every single person I have gone on a date with and I go on a date I try to go on two dates a week so then like what the guys have to say about it they guys boys need so much more love they (laughs) are blown away I would say the first like 20 minutes of every day is just them being like no one's ever asked me out before and make sure to compliment them you know like wait Oh my god, my guy friends were just talking about that. They were saying, like, we just shower girls with compliments and we get nothing. Like, we never get complimented. I have no clue if a girl ever thinks I'm cute or, like, if they like my hair. Like, we get nothing. No, yeah, like, if you like something about that person, like, tell them. And, like, boys never get compliments. And they will, like, become obsessed with you. Like, yeah, just, like, hype them up and, like, they'll hype you up. And be very assertive. I also, like, usually pay on the first dates. And okay, I don't, I don't agree with that personally, but that's, that's, but she I does think, ask them out, so it makes sense. Yeah. I do think that you should offer to pay, but then I kind of hope the guy pays. Yeah. I think a good like solution though, is I always go to like bars on first or just like get, get drinks. And like a good way to do that is like, you know, have them pay with the, for the first round and then like you pay for like the second round if it's going well. And that's usually, cause some boys do kind of get like weird about that stuff. Like they don't want you to pay for them, but like if they have already like paid for you like they usually like you like buying another round and it's like pretty flirty I I was just on a date and I ordered a Moscow mule and I was gonna pay for like his round this time and he's like oh I've never had one and I was like we'll take two of those and so like it's just kind of like a flirty thing too and it just kind of like asserts you like as somebody you know like with men there's kind of like an inherent like power dynamic so kind of like doing things like that and it doesn't have to be like paying for them emasculate them (laughs) yeah it's not necessarily emasculating but it's like it's nice sometimes to oh like they're you're helping take care of them a little bit and they'll hopefully take care of you too sometimes yeah like you want to be feminine but like definitely like you also want to like 
take advantage of those like masculine parts about their like yourself like be dominant and be you know you know don't be a submissive person you can tell our dad raised us a certain way this, this is, is literally we learn everything from my dad like this is all our my dad was straight up in a relationship with the last guy that i talked to for a while and didn't date i'd be like dad what do i say to him and my dad would be like nothing you say nothing and then tomorrow this is what you say and this is what you do blah blah blah. i'm like okay and i literally like i played the long-term game like my dad was straight up doing he got screenshots of like every conversation i ever had and i was like dad yeah definitely and it's just like important don't put all your eggs in one basket i know so many girls who they meet one person they're like this is it like i'm gonna put all my effort into him i'm gonna delete tinder it's like that's me until you explicitly discuss with that person like to be exclusive and they are openly calling you like their girlfriend because like they can call you their girlfriend and their friends might not know about that so until they are publicly (laughs) calling you their girlfriend you should be talking to other people and like I literally like never get my feelings hurt if a boy cancels on me I just have another date lined up so it's not really a big deal I think Kaylee is the new call her daddy call her Kalia daddy (laughs) (laughs) call her Kalia and this is a really good like talking to other people People is also a good way to kind of get those emotionally unavailable boys because like it does take the expectations off of them and they're a lot more willing to like kind of like talk to you and go out with you and like again like you know play the long-term game but like you know don't like have this fantasies in your head about anybody really take people for who they are like people will tell you who they are and you should believe them Kaylee's like coming at me in the soul. Kaylee, Kaylee, you're coming at me right now. Yeah, match their energy too. I agree. I agree. And you know what? This uh, are you familiar with attachment styles, Kaylee? I have been reading about it. It's kind of like a TikTok trend right now. So I kind of know the terms. I don't know a lot about it though. Well, so we we did a whole episode on it because I read a book about it. But basically, attachment. Are you, are you not a loyal fan? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) For those of the people who may not have listened to that episode or gotten there yet, and for you, Kaylee, so, you know, when you're talking about these uh, men who are a little bit of players or they're, you know, just a little flighty, those are kind of the avoidant types. And so literally the second, though, that avoidant people tell that you're pulling away or you don't care that much, there's less pressure, like you said, then they start to put in effort. Um, yeah. Kaylee and I, a lot of times, like avoidant people, assholey, like douchey guys, because mm. our dad was like a former douche, I think. Yeah, he definitely, we definitely are attracted to like not nice guys. I do think there is something about make sure the people you're talking to are kind of different from each other. It's fine to have like a type for looks, but like it's kind of nice if you're talking to an emotionally unavailable guy who's kind of just like not great maybe to have like a really nice guy so it's like you kind of know what you like you kind of then know what other people are willing to give to you and then you're a lot less likely to tolerate anything less that's actually like great advice yes agreed and then when that person is like well i just like can't do it you can just be like well there's other people who are willing to give me that so and you can like actually believe yourself when you say that because like i've said that to people before and it's like I don't actually like believe that I just am saying it because I know that that's the right thing to say I this actually is so funny this reminds me of a conversation I had with my mom and sister this weekend but my mom was talking about 
specifically in relationships and in like other aspects of life, if you're willing to walk away, then you're the one who has all the power. Exactly. And like, I feel like people think like power comes from like games and it really doesn't. I mean, like, I know a lot of people are like, you should wait like six hours to respond. But it's like, those things are just kind of like illusions. And like, I really think like sometimes when you play those games, like you're kind of just like playing yourself. Like that has really nothing to do with like power or anything. Like the real power comes in just like knowing like what you deserve and like actively trying to like bring that into your life. And like, I don't think there's anything wrong with talking to like emotionally available, unavailable, like kind of like asshole guys because like, you know, I mean, there's reasons people are the way they are. And, you know, if you really like that person, I think it's worth like investing your time. But, you know, just making sure that that's not all you're investing your time into. Definitely. And I think like what you said also take people for like who they say they are what those asshole fuckboy douchey guys maybe you like to talk to them and you know like when he says he's not emotionally ready for a relationship you, you gotta listen you're not gonna change yeah. his mind and this is like a really hard thing to do here but like one of the best things I learned in therapy is like no one is really responsible for your emotions except for yourself so even when you do get hurt it's really not that person's problem and they're not gonna change themselves like who they are has to like is solely just based on like their internal like values and things like that so yeah take people as they are but also like be realistic like that guy who hurt you he doesn't care about you he's not going to give you an apology and you don't necessarily like deserve one either he might give you an apology if he has a reason to yeah but only he can do that so you're only responsible for like yourself and they're only responsible for themselves so I feel like we hang around people because we feel like we deserve something from them and you really don't and you you have to know what you deserve for yourself and like you're not going to find it in that person like go find it from other people my dad also used to say this with work too like I used to get really personally offended at work and stuff and I remember I had this surgery and like nobody really even like asked me about it it was a big surgery like my team didn't get me a card this is not my old job guys don't worry my team now would definitely do that like nobody got me a card they were so rude they just like expected me to be like on my a game while I was still on painkillers like nobody was helping me around the office and I called my dad at work sobbing being like nobody cares about me and he's like they literally don't care about you like they're your coworkers. get over it your coworkers are not going to care about you like the only person who cares about you is yourself and if you hate it that much then leave and so I was like yeah you're so right so and he was like you have to stop looking at these people like your friends they're your co-workers and same thing with guys so like until he's your boyfriend or like shows he cares about you like you can't assume people care about you or that you like deserve for them to care about you you know this this is so cynical but and I had a really difficult conversation like with a guy recently I've been like kind of going back and forth for like uh, like eight months And it's been fine because, like, I've been, like, dating, like, other people. So, again, like, my feelings aren't hurt too much. However, I did get my feelings hurt a little. We had, like, a very emotional conversation. He very bluntly told me because I was like, well, I care about you a lot. And he was like, well, I can only, like, realistically, like, care about you so much. As for someone, like, I'm not dating and I primarily only text. And, like, it really hurt to hear that. But it's, like, it is true. Like, and again, it doesn't mean that, like, you're an unworthy person. It just might mean that your expectations for this one specific person like that person like might not necessarily like be able to give it to you and so that's when you have to make like those choices of what you're you're going to do about it I think that is really lovely sage advice 
Kaylee has a lot of wisdom to share. For I feel like Kaylee, you need to come back. You need to. Yeah, you're gonna need to come back. We're gonna need to hear about the ketamine and the lip fillers. Yes, and just a plethora of other topics, including other dating updates. I love input on dating. You've got really great, healthy insight that I think is super healthy insight. You're really good at articulating. I can't believe that you don't have your own podcast. Yeah, Kaylee, you should have your own podcast. Selfishly happy that you're. Yeah. Well, anyway, so Kaylee, thank you so much for coming. Yes, thank you so much. This was fun. I'm so glad you enjoy it. You're going to have to get a microphone, and then when Jen moves, we can all do a three-way call. Yeah, you should invest in this microphone. It's only like $30. Yeah, I actually like enjoyed this. I was about this because I'm not like always very articulate. So this I kind of- disagree. I think you're very articulate. Yeah, Thank you. Yeah, so you can Kaylee on Instagram if you would like C-A-L-E-I-G-H-R and then what? 71. 71. And make sure to please subscribe to us on itunes follow us on spotify leave us a rating and review on itunes and stay tuned for our special business venture coming (laughs) lord knows when but it's in the works yeah in the works okay well talk to you next week talk to you oh but see you soon see you thursday see you so much soon can't wait maybe we can make it if we try yeah lately i've been looking more inside you hit me when you're sipping You only came for a weekend